is the number one commodity in the world that you can't get back once it's gone. Time. So I will keep this brief. I'm Muthita Panmuk, a time efficiency expert and a business operations strategist, who is as known as the Time Queen. Welcome to my Get Unstuck Radio. Running a business can be very overwhelming at times, especially in the first few years when you are required to wear the hats and do other things. You started your company because you had a vision that almost every business owner has when they begin. You wanted freedom, true freedom. So you are in the right place to help you build and grow your business that support your lifestyle. Not the other way around. Without further ado, let's get unstuck. Hi, everyone! So please welcome Catherine Kante to Get Unstuck Radio. Um, she's a leadership coach, and she has an amazing story to share to everyone today. Thank you for joining us today, Catherine. Thank you so much for having me. I love the fact that we're able to connect around the world, and it's all due to internet and broadband. And you know, you're sitting in Thailand, and I'm sitting in the United States in a little tiny town in South Carolina. So this is really, really fun to get to be with you. Thank you so much. Thank you. 14 hours apart doesn't stop us at all. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew that this would be happening, especially during you know this crazy COVID year and everything else. So this is this is really fun. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you as well. So, to anyone who doesn't know who you are just yet, um, tell us a little bit more about who you are and who you were when you were younger. Oh, great question. Um, so who I am now is I am a recovering banker. So I was in uh, corporate banking for 20 years and um, I stepped out of that about a year ago and went on my own. And um, I'm a leadership coach and I've also teach um, folks how to grow their business when they can't leave home. So I have sales experience that I'm pulling on with the leadership experience. Um, I've coached an incredible group of people so far this year, and they have all created 100% positive, measurable change in their leadership skills as seen by their stakeholders and their peers. So I'm thrilled to get to work with such high potential, high talented people within organizations that just want to take their careers even further. And um, the last piece I wanted to share with you after leadership and, and business development is something exciting we're doing here, which is um, I helped facilitate a conversation that led to a $12 million investment into our small town um, in order to help close the broadband gap. So, you yeah. know, broadband and internet's not everywhere and we need to, to help those who don't have it um, just to help us prepare for the future. So that's a little bit about what I'm working on now. And um, as far as, you know, how did I grow up? Um, had a mom or still have a mom, a dad, a brother. And I grew up on a golf course because you need four people to play golf. And so we would always play golf as a family and always get on a fight when we were furthest away from the car and furthest away from the clubhouse. So, you know, we would have these family, um, you know, discussions out on the golf course and dad's like, go sit in the car. And I'm like, I don't want to go sit in the car. It's like a hike and a half to get back to the car. So I just had to suck it up and keep playing golf with my parents and my brother. And um, dad was, has always been in sales and my mom's a high school math teacher. And when you, when I reflect on it, it's a lot of, um, 
you know, teaching and leading with value. And that comes from my parents and my background that, that I was exposed to. So um, I think it's a natural progression to, to be here, to want to help others, to pay it forward, um, to teach others, and to help navigate through political environments like in a corporate setting. So I guess it, when, when I take time to reflect, it kind of makes sense. But in the, in the time, you know, you're like, oh, I'm just making one decision to the next. But it makes sense when I look back on it. Yeah, I mean, I also get influence from my parents as well, but maybe not directly, but indirect for sure. Like the way yes. that how I grew up, something like that, really reflect who I am today. Um, in terms of leadership, so from my side, I, I have like the consultant, management consultant, and also operation setting consultant. And I discovered that actually at the end of the day, something that needs to change in order for someone to lead the team or lead the community is leadership because if that person still stay at the position as like the followers because they still follow other people they couldn't lead yeah. really well and that's yeah. why they say like why my team members not really follow me what is what is your opinion on that i think people are watching I don't think, I know people are watching us 24 seven. It can be on social media, it could be at the grocery store, it could be walking your kid into school in the morning. Um, I had an experience of just a couple of years ago, I was traveling with the CEO of the $30 billion bank I was working with at the time. And I didn't think anything of it, but you know, the plane is packed with business people and everybody just wants to get off the plane because we're all, you know, been cooped up on this thing for a couple of hours. And there was a mom, and I swear I do not remember doing this, but there was a mom with a crying baby and a stroller and the bags, and she is doing the best she can to get off the plane. And the rest of us are, you know, the most of the plane is kind of looking the other way, and they're just kind of like, oh, I just want to get off this plane, and there's a baby crying, and there's, you know, her suitcases and everything else. And I stopped and I just said, you know, can I help you? Can I hold your bag or, or hold your drink or hold anything or help you with your stroller? And I don't even remember doing this, but um, after the fact, my CEO wrote me an email just a couple days after the trip and said, you don't realize this, but everybody wanted to get off that plane and you stopped to help somebody when they needed help. And, um, you know, it just kind of touched me because I just don't think, I'm not aware of how much people are watching. And then when you have moments like that, where you can personally, you know, personally feel the frustration of the mom with the crying kid, because I, at the time I had a, a young kid and, and, you know, took everything I got just to get out the door. And that was usually with a whole lot of help. And so to be traveling by yourself, I just thought, oh my God, we need to show some empathy and, and try to help somebody and, and just try to be there and, and support her because everybody wants off the plane. So, but the, for the CEO to take time to write me a note, I thought that was pretty monumental, you know, because he's busy and I just didn't pay attention, but it just shows that people are watching and, and we don't know who's seeing what, but we just need to do the best we can with what we've got. My moms always say that we have to be prepared and be ready for whatever comes up. Like you know, like even though you, I think you also have heard many times that you walk through the opportunity and you choose the opportunity that walk past to you you open that door right but you wouldn't know when that is happening if you are not ready so yeah 
you have to be prepared, especially like big brother is watching you, something like that. Like everyone is watching you. Yeah. Like well, even even I was speaking with some Clemson University students last week, and they wanted to know, you know, as they get out of college, what are some things, just some quick takeaway advice? And I said, well, you, you need to show up because not everybody shows up and show up on time and, and do the best you can, but you need to follow up and you need to, to make sure you're consistent and follow up with other people and, and don't take no so easily. People are busy with emails and phone calls, text messages, but most importantly, lead with value and don't lead with a want. Don't show up and say, I want a job. Help solve the problem of that other person and, um, and lead with value. And I think so many people don't lead with value that a lot of people are just caught off guard and they're, they're kind of put off saying, what do you mean you just want to help? What does that mean? And um, you begin to see that we need to show some more kindness and um, be able to lead with, with value and help other people first. And I think that's a key leadership um, trait that so, I think we all need. So in your definition, what is leadership means? That's a great question. Um, leadership is, is doing the right thing even when other people aren't looking. Hmm. It's being consistent and steady. It's, um, it's paying it forward. It's, it's being the leader, um, allowing, you know, taking care of your team, putting them first. And when you can help them, grow them, support them, you're going to have a stronger team. And it's not about me or it's not about anything that has to do with me. It has to do with other people. And how do we help other people? And leadership coaching allows these really high potential people, because we've all been there in corporate careers where, you know, we if we just invested a little bit more into these folks and, and showed them the attention and just kind of troubleshot with them the different experiences that they're seeing for the first time. And if we can be a sounding board and a mentor and a sponsor for them, our company is going to turn out way better than if we just kept all this knowledge to ourselves and kept this scarcity mindset to ourselves. So if we can, can help the other folks develop their leadership skills so then they can be stronger leaders and they can lead and they see that we're leading um, it's, it's going to create a much stronger organization for all of us. I have two questions pops up, but I will ask one. Okay. <laughs> the first question <laughs> I have had is that, um, do you think leaders can be followers as well? Yes, I think they have to be. You have to be able to know when it's time to lead and when it's to follow. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to be a leader and then know that you have to step back and you need to follow. And at different times in your career, different times in relationships, different times in marriages and, and everywhere, there's going to be times when you need to lead and there's going to be times where you just need to sit back and, and be quiet and be a contributor. And I've had to play both roles many, many, many times. And it's really hard sometimes for me just to sit back and be quiet because I'm so excited about something or so passionate about it. I just want to fix it and get results, which I'm really good at. And I realize that not everybody's moving at that same speed and that I need to be quiet and I need to let them come to the realization of what these next steps are, because when they embrace it as that, as that leader, we're going to have a greater impact than me just charging ahead and continuing to lead. 
yeah, that leads to my second question. Like you can read my mind somehow. So um, <laughs> I was thinking about um, the rhythm of leadership, right? Like I I believe that there are many scale, like many level of leadership at each period of business transition, like at the startup period or the growth period or at the scaling period or something yeah. like that. Like we have to change our identity somehow, like change the person, change the way we lead, change the way we follow. But how that person knows that this is a time that they should lead this way or the other. I totally agree with that because, you know, when we first get out of school and we get our first job, our real job with a real paycheck, we've got to work really hard, but it's doing this repetition task. Typically it's answering phones. It's, you know, we've all had to go get coffee and run errands for other people. We've all had to do data entry into spreadsheets. Like we can all relate to that. And that's where you just go in, you show up early and you do what they ask you to do. You try to exceed expectations in hopes that you'll be recognized and show that you have potential. And, you know, you're just really busy doing. And the next phase is going to come where you're going to manage people. And I see a real challenge with managers still wanting to do the work. And just because you know how to do the work doesn't mean you need to keep doing the work. And that's where you begin to differentiate between manager and leadership. And that leader is going to take the time to invest back into these individuals on the team, teach them how to do it, but also embrace and welcome new suggestions that are coming from these team members that have a new perspective and new set of eyes on the way the task has been done. So it's super important to let go of things and it's super hard to delegate for that first time and to trust your team and to have your back of the team. And, um, and what I found, the further I go up within an organization, it's more thinking and less doing. And, you know, a, a CEO of mine, he said, look, I can hire people that can do data entry all day long. Super easy to hire that. I know those jobs transition. That's fine. They come in, they do their work, they go home. What I need are people who are strategic thinkers who can solve these short-term and long-term problems and are gonna help us survive through whatever this next three to five years is gonna bring us. So we have to transition from this doing into thinking. And even as I've started my own business this past year, what I've learned is, and it's so hard because I know how to do all these little steps that have gotten me here, but now I have to let go of these little steps that have gotten me here and I have to trust my team. And I have a couple of, of wonderful virtual assistants that I've found online and they're amazingly talented and they'll come to me and, and we just communicate and I'll ask questions and they'll ask questions. And I also know that when they bring me a problem, I kind of want to hear what their suggestions are. They're not the same way I would handle it, but I want them to feel empowered and I want them to grow with me to understand where we're going from here. And so it's, it's really hard to let go of what got me here, but it's not going to take me to the next level. So I have to empower the next team that's going to come and, and be able to support me as I continue to grow. Yeah. And they grow. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, in the offline, we, we were speaking before we start this um, show about as a business owner, we create job. And there are two sides of people that I can see quite obvious. 
One is the challenge chaser, which is entrepreneur, obviously. Another part would be certainty seekers who want to have more security in jobs and having um, predictable income, let's say. Mm -hmm. Do you think the leadership play a different role in these two types of people? And the two types of people are the the, the solopreneurs the and the followers. Yeah, the owner and the follower. And there are there different types of leadership. Yeah, different. Okay. Um, yes, because even when you're at the business owner, you've got to have that leadership. Gosh, you've got to have leadership at every level because you've got to have the discipline to show up. And if you don't have the discipline to show up and go to work every day, your career is just not going to work. The business isn't going to work. Um, your supporting team isn't going to be able to work. So you've got to have it, but it's at a different leadership evolves as careers evolve. Mm -hmm. And to be able to have the discipline to continue to show up is, is huge. And the courage to be able to battle whatever that daily battle is going to be. And it's going to be different probably every day. I don't think anybody saw what was going to happen in 2020 and it happened, but do we have the courage to, to step up and to be able to embrace what we've been dealt and the discipline to continue day in and day out just to show up and see what we can do to make today a little bit better. So I would definitely say, yeah, that leadership is going to be key not only to to the followers, but, but also to, to the, um, to the business owners as well. You mentioned earlier about you brought in the fund into your town. Can you tell me a little bit, like, can you share to the audience and also tell me more a little bit about that? Like how you transfer your knowledge into reality with this project? Yeah. So, um, I'm a leadership coach and I love the results that my clients are getting. So I'm not um, the hero by any means. They're able to overcome whatever leadership opportunities they have. And so it's real important that I don't just teach other people and coach other people on how to do this, but it's important for me to also implement it in my real life and to be able to share wins and losses with other people and say, well, let me tell you, that didn't work so well for me. So here's what I made a mistake with and feel free to learn from it or do what you want to do. So um, an example, I'm used to being on the road 60% of the time and it's really weird being home. And so part of this transition to working for myself is to be at home now. And um, what I've learned is I can bring some of these idea shares and, um, and just idea exchanges back home to where I live in South Carolina. And when I was in banking, I went to um, what they call a lunch and learn, where you have people come in and share a topic and you just go and learn about something you know nothing about, which I loved. And I would always go find people that were in the technology side because they're super smart, but I don't always understand all the systems and how it works but I do know that they know how to make it happen. So I wanted to, to be with them and a gentleman came in and identified um, that he knows how to identify vertical assets. And if you're in a small town, a vertical asset would be anything that goes in the air, like a grain bin or a water tower, anything that goes up. And in these rural areas, you can actually sell off real estate on a vertical asset. And so your telecommunications can come in and if you've got, you know, your higher 
more expensive um, clients would probably want the real estate at the top of the tower because that can get the internet out the furthest and then all the way down, you know, lower, lower levels. So he explains this to me and I know that we have an opportunity where I live where we don't have reliable broadband everywhere. And our, our students in elementary, middle school and high school, they have tablets and devices, but they don't always have internet at home to do their homework. Mm -hmm. And our telecommunication or our, our um, telemedicine folks, you know, they have people that live at home, you know, down dirt roads, but they can't get to the doctor because they don't have a car. And so when they can't get to the doctor, they can't get their test results or they can't be able to go see a physician for something um, that, that they need help with. Same thing for workforce development. You've got mom and dad that are working all day long and they wanna come home and further their career. And they've got kids at home, but they need online access to take the courses. And my personal favorite is the agriculture. To, in order to feed, people around the world, we've got to have internet because there's nothing but sophistication in these big rolling hills of corn and soybeans and cattle. It's nothing but technology and they have to have this in order to continue to be successful to feed us. So I'm learning about all of this and I know that I have a need at home. And so I reached out to this individual and said, can you map my county and tell me where our gaps are. And meanwhile, I pulled together a group of individuals in the community that um, were government officials, school officials, um, medical free clinic um, doctors were coming in. We had the chamber, we had economic development. We had all these wonderful people come in together. And I asked the question, do you think we need reliable broadband for our future? And that was probably the one thing that, that we can agree on is we need reliable broadband. So I explained that we had a grant that's available from the federal government called ReConnect. And we could be eligible for this because we have a small internet provider here and um, they're eligible for the funding in order to get this out to our homes and businesses. So we could agree as a community that we need a reliable broadband. From there, I reached out to the telecommunications provider that was eligible for the grant. Different telecommunications are eligible for different things. So this one was the only one eligible for it in our territory. I didn't know they were going through a merger at the time um, because all that's you know top secret. And they agreed, they said, if you've got a community that's, that will help us show that you have a need, then we will hire the consultants to apply for this grant. And so we brought everybody together. We all worked together to get letters of support, which allow us to win points in order for us to win the award. And um, we had people all over collecting this information, working together. In February of this year, uh, February of 2020, was the announcement from USDA, Department of Agriculture, that awarded us, um, it was a total investment of 12.1 million into our county. Um, 9.1 came from the Department of Agriculture as a grant, and then the other 3 million came from the broadband provider because they had to show good faith um, to be able to invest in the community as well. So in a nutshell, we were able to identify needs and then be able to have some of these very courageous leadership style conversations continue to show up, follow up, and lead with value for others and bring this together. And as a result, um, over the next three to five years, we're going to have 256 miles 
of fiber going out into our community. And this is gonna allow our existing businesses to ramp up for those needs. It's going to allow other people um, to be able to bring businesses in here because we've got reliable um, broadband to be able to run a business. We can help our education, our telemedicine, um, our agriculture, workforce development, I'm, I'm just super excited that we're able to come together to accomplish this. It doesn't fix everything, but it is a huge leap in the right direction. So that's just an example of how do you take leadership skills and be able to just bring it home and, and just do it at home and, and, um, and help drive change in a small way here that impacts others in a, in a positive way. Wow. First of all, congratulations. And that's amazing. Thank you. Like, this, this was a group of people. This was not me. This was a large group of people in this community that came together. And I'm super excited for, for everybody here. Yeah, but without you started, ask that question, it wouldn't bring it to here, right? <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's Ooh. amazing. You changed Thank lives, you. like for sure. Wow. Yeah. How do you feel when, when this happened? It just felt so a lot of times when we're creating change and leading, we just got to celebrate the small wins. And I felt like this was just another small win along the way. So the first win was getting the telecommunication company to take a call from me and take a meeting. And another win was just to have the key leaders in the community show up like that was huge. They didn't know who I was or what I was going to talk about. Um, there's so many little small wins along the way. And so this feels like another small win, but it's a big overall win. But I also think this is going to open up other opportunities, which we can now explore, which is considering taking an empty storefront in our small town and putting in a business accelerator tied in with the local universities in our Southeast area of the U.S. So you got to have internet. Um, we have empty storefronts, just like people do all over the country. So can we put um, a business accelerator, help take these folks that are coming out of the university, bring them into a little Main Street location, help ramp them up, just take two or three of them, help their businesses grow here. Hopefully, you know, they can create more jobs here. They'll love the quality of living that we have and want to stay and continue to grow. And then as they go out on their own, then hopefully we can bring in more. So the broadband piece is a piece of the overall puzzle, but I have this natural curiosity to say, okay, now that we've got this fiber, where can we go from here? And so this is like just yet another small win. And the next opportunity is, um, I've identified a few storefronts that I think that'll be a great fit. And we've applied for a few more grants to be able to sustain this program um, for the next two to three years. And so we're waiting on that. So we're hoping that we'll have good traction. And um, if we can create some successes and share it with others and also learn from other people who are doing the similar thing, um, I think it, it can be a win-win for all of us. But it's all these little small, small successes and celebrations along the way. So um, the broadband piece, it was, it was a huge win, but it was also a small win in the overall scheme of what else could be coming down the road. I think over the past weeks, my favorite quote would be the future looks good. And I think the future it does. Yeah. That's, that's remind yeah. me to this quote. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Sounds really good. Like, yeah, it's a small win, but if you see 
I understand. It's amazing. Congratulations. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank um, you. Yeah, I understand when we don't have stable internet. The previous time that I just visit Thailand, like from the UK, travel back and forth, it's been fast yeah. to share internet from my phone to my laptop in order to work and pray that it will be stable enough to do Zoom call like this. Like, yes, totally frustrated until my mom installed the permanent fiber as well. So I can relate to that. <laughs> Technology is great when it works. <laughs> and it works. Correct. Yeah. You need, to, you need to know how to troubleshoot as well. I know. It's That's so hard to troubleshoot. <laughs> yeah, but hopefully they come with a package of troubleshooting, like have some remote or like online um, helper or something like that. You will get yeah. there. Definitely. Yes. They should have that service included. <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> we'll see. Let me know any updates. I mean, this is really good. Um, come back to your business then. Um, since this project successful, what about in your business right now where you are going further? Yeah, so I am looking at working with a couple of different teams right now, actually around the country. And um, each each company does, you know, things a little different. They make, you know, different widgets or they're selling different things. But the core need is to retain talent within an organization. Hmm. And they need to make an investment in their key managers and their key leaders. And what they've been able to do is, you know, identify that they need a, a six-month program. In order to create change, this is not like a 15-minute conversation or a half-day session. Um, yes, I can do teams and we'll do a half-day kickoff session and do a lot of um, role-playing and conversations. It's not me standing at the front of the room. It's actually teaching them and then I want them to try what we've talked about and be able to start having these conversations with their, with their team, with their stakeholders. So um, when we do a team kickoff, yeah, it's a half day session, but most of the time I'm in favor of getting other people to talk. I mean, I can show you a little bit, but then I need you to branch out. I need you to try and try what we're talking about because you are only going to take so much just sitting and listening. Um, and then the six month engagement is actually where we have monthly check-in calls. And if they need to talk to me more, then that's fine too. But we have a very you know, regimented agenda of exactly what have you tried so far? Who have you spoken to? What's working? What's not working? And let's troubleshoot, kind of like what you're saying, let's troubleshoot through this, what you learned earlier, troubleshoot, what's working, what's not, where can you get some good momentum? And, um, and then they go back out and try it again. And it is totally fine. And it's acceptable. You're going to do really good for two or three months. And then you're going to just hit a bump in the road and you're going to go back to what you've always done because that's natural and that's proven that that's just what's going to happen. But what makes you different as a successful leader is getting back up and getting back on the horse and trying it again. And that's how you can change how people see you and how they see your leadership behavior because of your ability to get back up and show up and to continue to have these conversations. Um, so we'll have that process. We also, um, I'll put out a survey for the stakeholders, the people around this key leader or group of leaders. And I ask on a scale of one to three, do you see a little change or a lot of change? And it's just a, a nice way to measure 
whether or not this person has gotten better and to what extent. And um, it's a super short survey. And it also has to do with the following up, making sure that they're following up with you and not that we had a kickoff in January and then you never saw the person again because that's not going to work. Doesn't help in your career. Doesn't help in leadership coaching either. You've got to show up every day and do, do a little bit of the work and make the decision to, to have that discipline. And so then we, we gauge everything at the end. We do a wrap up. And again, the wrap up is about the leaders and what did they see and their stakeholders and how do the stakeholders see a positive transition for this person? So it's a very positive, it's future focused, it's, um, it builds people up. And these are your key leaders that you want to retain and keep within the organization. So if you can build people up, um, that's, I think the world needs a little bit more of a building up and not tearing down. And um, because if we can keep building people up, we don't know what their fullest potential is going to be. And if we start putting a bunch of doubt in their head, I mean, I'm, I'm firm believer in corrective action if we need to, but these are also people that you believe are going to help your company grow. So how can we keep building them and letting their curiosity go to where it needs to in order to retain our business and create jobs? Yeah, that's very important. I think one of my friends, I interviewed her on my podcast as well, told me about um, we cannot motivate our team members, but we can encourage them to get what they want and do what they're good at at their best. Like that's that's how we keep them pumped somehow, I guess. Yes. So yeah, focus on their strengths and we all have weaknesses and that's okay. But I believe more on let's focus on the strengths and let them run their full course with these strengths and to build people up. Even with high school students and middle school and social media and bullying and just the negativity that's out there, if there's a way to focus on the strengths and even a simple book like Strength Finders, you know, everybody wants to take a survey about themselves. The survey is so simple. Just fill it out inside the book and then it'll give you five of your strengths that you may or may not know that you have. And then you can go throughout the rest of the book and read about other people who have the same strengths and what do they do with their careers. And so it's a way to create positive change. They have it for adults and they also have it for students. Um, a lot of times people just feel stuck and they're like, what am I? I'm really bad at X, Y, and Z. And what they should be thinking is I'm really good at A, B, and C. And this is a way for 20 bucks on Amazon or, or wherever you buy your books um, that you can, you can build on what you're good at and see how other people were able to use those same skills to be successful. Wow. You remind me something when you mentioned about the student. Um, have you ever seen the pattern of leadership when they were younger? Like how they lead the student project i'm not sure over there do you guys have like a project of the school or something like that and then when they become a leaders in an organization or as a business owner even they actually carry on that egos until the adulthood and yeah nothing really changed yes and it, it's so funny so when you do the when i when i work with leaders um it's hilarious in the sense that somebody wants to work on strengthening their communication or whatever their leadership behavior is that they want to work on. 
And there's always like the same 20 that we all pick, but like one of them is communication. And so they want to strengthen their communication at work, which is great. And they think, the leader thinks, the successful person thinks that they only have a communication problem at work. It totally doesn't exist at home. And when they go home and they tell their spouse or their family members, well, I just want to let you know, I'm going to be working on my communication at work. And I am, you know, I'm seeing some positive change, but shouldn't affect anything at home. I'll still be a great communicator at home, but I'll just be working on it at the office. And what's so funny is people, whatever you're doing at home, it's the same deal that you're doing at work and vice versa. So everybody thinks we're really good at compartmentalizing, but we're not. Whoever we are, we're the same person everywhere. So it's hilarious. So, yeah, and in that sense, in that perspective, do their um, personal life also get better by their better leaders? So, I'll, I'll, so like I talk about how you, you can do it in theory, or I can share like how I've personally done this. And yes, um, you, can, you can choose to change your relationships at home for the better. And I have an aunt in Florida, which we were kind of like pen pals, you know, she's obviously older than I am. And we would always just handwrite letters back and forth. But after I went through some of this leadership training, it said to ask people around you how you can be a better spouse or how you can be a better daughter, how you can be a better coworker, whatever it is. So of course, you know, you, you send a short text to your parents, how can I be a better daughter? And, you know, they think crazy things like you're on drugs or you're drinking or there's a problem. And I'm like, okay, well, that, that didn't work. So, but I did, you know, hand wrote my aunt and I said, you know, how can I be a better niece? And it was really just, it was a wonderful connection. I got to hear just a whole new side that maybe I wasn't paying attention, attention to before but I feel like it took the relationship in a positive way. And then she came back and, and asked the same question and said, how can I be a better aunt? And it's like, I don't know, it's just these small conversations that you have that you can use at home or at work or in your community. And it can create something special that maybe you didn't know existed. And so having these conversations with people and the same people that I've known all my life, but asking them these questions, how can I be a better mom? How can I be a better spouse? And letting that person, you know, work through the fact that they think you're crazy first and say, no, I'm not drinking. I'm not on drugs. I really just want to do, I want to be better at, at being a manager. What, what is one or two things and truly listen to what they have to say and don't tell them they're an idiot and don't argue with them and say, I tried that and it didn't happen, but just let them list it all out because the third idea that they come up with might be something that you're willing to do and just tell them, thank you and be authentic and just say, thank you for sharing that. And then think about it and go back to them and follow up and say, you know, I decided I'm going to work on X, Y, Z and it's bringing them along with this journey of how you choose to make a difference. This is amazing. In case anyone wants to work with you or follow you anywhere, where can they reach out to you then? I have um, a website that I created. It's katherinecanty.com and it's with the letter C. So C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E-C-A-N-T-E-Y.com. I'm also on LinkedIn under Catherine Canty and that can also get you connected to my website. 
from my website, I've got free resources under the resource page of just research that I've got available of things that I'm learning through coaching and through broadband and all these other wonderful um, opportunities that are out there. So I've shared that under that page and there's also a link to be able to um, set up a call or, or email me through my webpage. Awesome. The link will be in the description below in case anyone interested and reached out to Catherine. So thank you so much for your um, amazing information that you shared today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so appreciative and I love the fact that we are 14 hours away and you're wrapping up your day and I'm starting my day and it, it's just a gift to be able to share and communicate and connect with people all over the world. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you. I hope this episode inspires you to get unstuck wherever you are in your journey so that you can have your business that supports your lifestyle. Get a show note at helpyougetunstuck.com today. Start implementing what you have learned. The results of your consistent effort and improvement are worth it because you deserve the freedom to enjoy your life. Speak to you next time and don't forget to get unstuck.